1: Just follow me, because we need
2: a little controversy. All right, now luckily, they kept that traitor in beef, that buffoon out of the spotlight today, so I don't think we have to hear his miserable dimwit and diaper voice. But it's primarily focused on the fact that he is very successful at being a traitor to our nation. He is weakening us every minute of every day, and he is definitely strengthening the enemy. Now, he's not the first Democrat to do so. In fact, when we talk about Iran, let's never forget, the reason it is a theocracy is us. And the CIA in 1953, and you can find this, in documents that the government has released. At the time, Squirrel, do you know who was in charge of the CIA in 1953? They named an airport after his crooked ass. Dulles. Yes, that moron. He is the reason you have to deal with these idiots... Dress like wise men. They think they're the three wise men. They're still dressing from 800 years ago in their yard gnome costumes, these morons. And the reason there was sanctions on them is because they hate Israel. They want to blow it off the planet. And you know who else they hate, squirrel? Us. They hate Americans. Because we give freedom to people where they like to wield it in some false sense to whoever God they're praying to, those morons. I think they wear those costumes too, Squirrel, because it hides the B.O. I don't think there's a lot of deodorant sales in Iran, but I could be wrong. In the meantime, one thing's for certain. These are bad mammajamas. And it's ironic to see the Democrats bend over and kiss their ass as Lester Holt. Chicago's very own, the moron, Lester Holt, went over there and was told by uh, uh, Razi. I don't think that's his full name. They all got 55 vowels in their name. But another yard gnome dressed like a wise man, as he was told exactly what will happen. They'll do whatever they want with the money. In the meantime, people forget why there were sanctions. Now, I don't agree. In a lot of times when sanctions are put on countries, because a sanction, squirrel, is an act of war. It's an economic warfare mechanism. But the complexity of what this theocracy is and how they imprison their people it's kind of like the Soviet Union before the collapse, and they don't mind killing their own people, kind of like the Ukrainian government before we started to give them weapons to kill the Russians. They used to kill their own people for eight years in the civil war in Ukraine. So they're very very comfortable with killing their own people. And all of the Democrats here who pretend to be LGBTQ+, plus, blah, 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 they throw the LGBTQ whatever, community, they throw them off the roofs of their buildings. They have a lot of fun with them in their definition of a theocracy. There isn't a more evil regime outside of Saudi Arabia than Iran. So that's why they had sanctions on them. And, and the oil that they sell, it's not the people's, it's not the companies, it's the government's. And it is how it exists. We had a president who understood this, and he understood what the principle was of weakening the country in the only way they can be weakened, monetarily. Now, Joe Biden, the traitor and thief, comes in, and like Barack Obama before him,
3: immediately enriches Iran. But people often forget how it all started. Iran is a top contributor to the oil-producing bloc of nations called OPEC. Its oil production has fallen from 2.5 million barrels a day in 2017 to just under 1.5 million barrels today.
2: Now, this is when we had a man as a president. This is 2019, you should know that.
3: Iran's economy relies on oil and gas, and roughly 80% of its exports are from the hydrocarbon sector. The International Monetary Fund... And by the way, it's important to know that last week, Iran opened up
2: the largest in the world natural gas and uh, 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 an oil field. Off the shores, a natural gas oil field that is the largest in the world. We have nothing that compares to it. Iran owns it. And that's where we're at as of today. Since Joe Biden stole the office, they have become massively powerful
3: says inflation in Iran could hit 40 percent this year as U.S. sanctions have already had an impact on the economy.
2: I could get the Iran oil down to
1: zero immediately, but it would cause a shock to the market. I don't want to lift oil prices. And if you notice, oil prices are going down very substantially, despite the fact
3: that already half of their capacity is gone. So can the United States bring down Iranian oil production to zero? Iran doesn't seem to think so
4: does trump think he can drive iran's oil exports to zero by playing such games this is impossible iran's oil exports would not be zero we will sell our oil through various methods
2: and that's the part that you have to understand through various methods what were those methods that they used to circumvent our sanctions those methods were through strengthening once again the way joe biden did the enemies of americanism Everywhere from China to, yes, Russia, parts of India, but all of the bad players in the world, real tyrannical part of our, uh, of, our, of our existence. All of the theocracies, all of the dictatorships, all of the governments that destroy the quality of life in their countries. So in other words, all the government supremacists, we could refer to them as Democrats without deodorant for now.
3: The success of U.S. sanctions will depend on how the major buyers of Iranian oil, which are India, China, South Korea, Japan and Turkey, react to U.S. pressure. There's already been an impact on global oil prices, which have peaked in the last few months to over $70 a barrel. The U.S. wants to keep oil prices low. By the way,
2: back when um, Donald Trump was the president, peaking, was 70 dollars now it's normal to have it at 90 because that's what joe biden and the democrat mafia wanted to do to destroy our access to the most important commodity the common denominator of all things and they wanted to make it very very uh expensive for the average american and the average world citizen and that's exactly what they're doing because when that happens all of these opec nations that destroy the quality of life and rule over their people like slaves they make a fortune And that's why Joe Biden and his crime syndicate, his political party, they really are delivering on the bribery. I mean, after all, they only bought this wrinkled ass old whore for like a hundred million. In turn, he hands back billions and billions of dollars.
5: The Biden administration has brokered a deal with Iran, clearing the way for the release of five American citizens detained in the country. The administration has issued a blanket waiver for international banks to transfer six billion dollars in frozen Iranian money in South Korea without fear of U.S. sanctions.
2: So that what is that? five point two or one point two five billion per guy. That's that, that's interesting. That's interesting. See, that's why, Squirrel, it's it's worth it to buy a Biden. You buy a Biden, you get the crackhead son, 100 million. You get billions in return. Just think about Ukraine and Iran. We could even argue about China, but that's way too complex for now.
5: In the deal, the South Korean bank can release the frozen money to Qatar's central bank. There, it will be used for Iran to use for the purchase of humanitarian goods.
2: That is propaganda. Because tonight, the, one of the yard gnomes pretending to be the wise men who hasn't used the odorant in his life just told Lester Holt they'll use the money any way they want for anything they want, including enriching uranium and blowing up Israel and possibly America.
6: The Biden administration has cleared the way for the release of five American citizens detained in Iran. In exchange, the U.S. will give Tehran access to $6 billion that had been blocked by U.S. sanctions. Lester Holt sat down with Iran's president in Tehran for an exclusive interview this morning. He spoke to the president using a government translator.
7: We can say that it should be be done in due time. The arrangements have been done and the final action of swapping the prisoners should be finalized in the due time. Are they healthy? Are they well? Yes, they are very healthy. And according to our latest information,
2: I think they all met a girl. They're going to come back with a nice family. They're having a splendid time, Lester, you moron. They are in full health. Yeah, they're good. In addition, as part of that deal, the Biden administration has agreed to release five Iranian citizens held in the United States. You can see more of Lester's. Exclusive. What do you think they were here for? What do you think they were here for? They were holding them. What, what were the crimes they were here for? Well, they're not good. They're also uh, one of the key financial backers of terrorism around the world. And the Biden administration released five of their key guys here in America.
8: President Trump has always made it clear he absolutely hates the Iran
7: nuclear deal. The fact is, this was a horrible one-sided deal that should have never, ever been made. And when he-
2: so who put the deal together that benefited Iran back then, when they were bringing helicopter pallets full of cash? You know who. He likes him big and round.
8: The parameters out of
7: it three months ago he said iran would suffer we will be instituting the highest level of economic sanction any nation that helps iran in its quest for nuclear weapons could also be strongly sanctioned by the united states
2: and that is why he delivered four years of peace Four years of peace, that and the fact he could form a sentence and think for himself, unlike the Dinwood in diapers, who is a rabid embarrassment that the rest of the nation is, uh, is, is, is completely making fun of us. And that is something that we're normally not used to. However, when Joe Biden or a Democrat's in office, you better get used to it.
8: Iran will no longer be able to buy American dollars. It won't be able to trade in gold. Aluminium and steel are also on the list, as is the country's currency, the rial. In three months' time, there'll be more sanctions on Iran's oil industry, shipping and insurance, and the central bank.
3: Iranians
7: are, are very frustrated and angry. There are protests morphing around the country. This has been ongoing since December and January. Um, and, and the government has very limited tools to really protect itself um, from the domestic
3: instability. Of-
2: By the way, not a Democrat is speaking out against this deal. They are all lockstep behind the and diapers because he's a figurehead, a facade of the entire political party whose mission is to weaken America and strengthen its enemies. Here's another Obama throwback fraud government supremacist by the name of John Kirby.
9: The parameters of this arrangement, Andrea, are very clear, very concise, and the Iranians have signed up to this, uh, so there should be no doubt in anybody's mind uh, how this is going to work. And again, I think it's important to remember this is not U.S. taxpayer dollars. It's not ransom. These were Iranian funds that had been frozen in a South Korean account that they did not have access to. All we're simply doing is moving this money to Qatar, to Qatari National Bank, so that. Now, once again,
2: they'll use the money to sponsor terrorism around the world. They'll use the money to keep their own people in servitude as they've done and they'll use the money to attack Israel and America. That's what they will use the money for and they could never have done it if it was not for the American Democrat. And the American Democrat embarrasses himself and his nation every single time they open their mouth. Now it's starting to affect. After September 11th, I knew there would be blowback from the families. It's nice to see that it aired on a regular media station. What was your reaction seeing Those images.
6: Well, that photo was a slap in the face to all of the 9/11 families and survivors to see our president smiling at MBS, who is the man, the country that we are suing in in the courtrooms in Lower Manhattan, you know, for giving all of the money that was needed, everything that. Al-Qaeda, built up Al-Qaeda with Osama bin Laden, and for the 9-11 attacks. So the photo was extremely upsetting. And the two words that you said, Jake, accountability and transparency.
2: So I want you to think about the money that Saudi Arabia also made this weekend after the G20. You see, it's always about the flow of money. Number one, Biden implements policies that guarantees high oil prices so they all make money. Then he frees up money we were holding back so they don't kill our people and Israelis. Biden comes in and erases it all. And that's the best hundred million dollars that was spent to bribe him and his cracks son, crack smoking son. And that is the real issue at hand. And in the meantime, it's getting to be a little bit more embarrassing around the world when we have Australians making fun of us.
9: Now, let's go to President Joe Biden, who's had yet another incoherent press conference. This one was so bad that his handlers moved in to uh, cut the question and answer session short. Speaking in Hanoi, the president, uh, well, he was confused. Look, nobody likes having uh-huh. celebrated international meetings if you don't know what you want
10: at the meeting. He's great. If he's fine. Have he's a game plan. He may have a game plan.
9: He just hasn't shared it with me. But I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I'm going to go to bed. Look, he wants a lie down, and I think we're all on board with that. I think he needs a lie down. But when he, he's speaking in a full sentences... Uh, he says dumb stuff like this.
7: And the only existential
9: threat humanity faces, even more frightening than a, than a nuclear war, is global warming going above 1.5 degrees in the
10: next
2: 20 20- Now, I want you to think about the global warming bulldog. Let's forget about the fact we blew up Nord Stream 2, the greatest ecological disaster man-made in history. We did it, and our CIA, the same one that put in the theocracy in Iran. We did it. Let's forget about that. What um, What is the, the, the fact that the Iranians have the largest natural gas and oil field off the shores of Iran in history? And they don't give a rip about any of your so-called green energy agenda. They're full steam ahead because they have one way to make money. And that's the government robbing the people, stealing the natural resources, and selling it to the enemies of liberty and freedom. You know, America. That's why Joe Biden is the most obvious asset. Of enemies, foreign and domestic. He is a traitor. And so is everybody who supports him. 312 642
0: 5600
2: He's Sean Thompson.
0: Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560 the answer. <laughs> AM
2: 560, the answer. There's all kinds of stuff going on. Number one, we shut down in 11 days. That's another reason McCarthy wanted to do his surprise impeachment inquiry. Ty, Lisa, the Senate says it's making
9: bipartisan progress on some of these spending bills. While in the House, the clock is ticking and a political standoff is unfolding. A showdown looming as the House returns from recess. McCarthy's in a really difficult position. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is searching for enough votes to pass a spending agreement and avoid a government shutdown before the end of the month.
2: So what'll take the heat off them? This phony nonsense that you should have done on day one, that we knew what the laptop was. We all knew it. You had the videotapes from January 6th. You had everything. And in the meantime, am I supposed to rally around Kevin McCarthy? Please, I got your number, babe. I see what you are. In the meantime, the rest of the nation is starting to question a lot, a lot about what's going on with our money.
7: What if we find out that they did sponsor? You know, we have been, you know, talking about how Iran, you know, being destructive in the region, how they have been sponsoring uh, Russian war in, in Ukraine. If you find out that Iran has been continuing by using six billion dollars that you said is not yours, but is Iranian
9: people's money, not Iranian government's money, uh, what are you going to do? Uh, I don't want to to
2: try to get into hypotheticals. I mean, uh, again, we don't have to get into a hypothetical. Hypothetical, you CIA spokes idiot. We don't have to. Because you're not going to do anything. What you're doing is enriching them intentionally. You like it when we have turmoil and chaos. Because then nobody's going to look for the money you already stole. You're like Kevin McCarthy. Uh, Don in Bloomingdale.
11: Sean, is it just me or is, uh, is it obvious that the president's tone deaf?
1: He announces the Iranian deal that gives money. Why not just swap man for man, but on nine eleven, the 20th anniversary of nine eleven, I mean, yeah. that's got Obama written all over it.
2: Of course it does. He's a traitor who's delivering to his paymaster pimps. Like every good whore, he does what he was told, and that's exactly what he's doing. The sickening part is that there are still idiots in this country who are not in the mafia. They're not making the millions, and they still, right. Democrat, Democrat, morons. And they're going to get what they deserve. Thank you very much. Chuck and dullivan
4: Look it up. I announced it on your program before. May the 12th, I mean, May the 31st, 2012, Royers, our president now, and Obama, we could have broke the back of the Iranians. Yes. And they gave them, they set it up with the USDA, and they gave them 120 million metric tons of wheat so that they weren't starved. Look it up. The other thing is, we could have
2: supported the people who were trying to overthrow the theocracy that was killing thousands of them. Thousands of them. And Barack Obama did what he was always ideological aligned with. He sided with the tyrant. He sided with the theocracy. I think they prayed to the same guy in the sky, right? Ali Ali Oxen Free before they blow up something? I think they do. George and Naperville. Don't Sean, you yell you de- Ali Ali Oxen Free.
4: Uh, I won't. Sean, you destroyed the access to fine cigars for Biden voters in the Elmhurst area. I it's did, like prohibition
2: right. there. Yeah. Not in my store. They ain't coming in. Never. Keep your money, keep it in your pocket, and stay away from me. I mean, that's the only explanation you can have when you have traitors like this. These are absolute and total traitors. And they, they're, it's almost like they're immune to reality.
4: On another matter, after a lot of hard work and compromise by appropriators on both sides, salute goes to Patty Murray and Susan Collins. Today, the Senate will take up the first procedural vote on a package of three appropriations bills.
2: You know what that means, Carl? They're going to spend more money. And then after this nonsense of the bankrupting of our currency and the destruction of our integrity in our country and the banking system and our debt and the rest of it, Chuck Schumer was asked about the most obvious asset of enemies, foreign and domestic, and the hundreds of millions that trace directly into the bank accounts of the Biden crime family.
4: I think the impeachment inquiry is absurd. The American people want us to do something that will make their lives better.
2: And it got me thinking, Squirrel, is he right? Is he right? Because he's not talking about the American people like me or you or the people who believe in the principles. Who's he talking about?
12: Hey, guys. It's your girl Shalane. I'm back today with another video. In today's video, we're going to discuss how to get some free money, honey. Now, guys, this week I have guaranteed income programs. Woo! We have disaster unemployment assistance. That's yeah! why unemployment is back on the docket, and it's good. Okay, we it's have good. some COVID relief funds. We have one-time payments and more. Now, you guys Woo! know that finding money is like—it's my love language. It's my gift to you. So, I went out and found all these different ways. And in different states, where you can get like this aid, whether it's for essential workers, or maybe you were caught up in a wildfire, or even maybe you were affected by Hurricane Adelia. So if you, or
2: maybe you just want to vote Democrat and get a check sent, so you could sit on your fat ass and play a video game all day. That's what I think it is. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred.
0: He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560,
10: The Answer.
2: I don't think you should congratulate people when they do what they're supposed to do. That's not my game. I pay you to do something, you do it. That's how we should look at these political whores that have become oligarchs and in control of our entire economy and most of our society. If we would have had the attitude we should have had, we wouldn't be in this predicament. But now we are strapped with these frauds. And I know I'm supposed to be, what, excited that Kevin McCarthy finally caught up? I want you to understand who this scoundrel is. Since the 80s, he's been working in politics. He is a political whore. And like a whore, he will go through your pants when you're not looking.
7: Eyewitnesses have testified that the president joined on multiple phone calls and had multiple interactions. Dinners resulted in cars and millions of dollars. You know what's scary, Squirrel? He's acting like he just
2: got this last night. Like this is new. We've known this since this buffoon with dementia, who's pretending to be our president, was a vice president. We've known it. And here he is. It's almost this is worthy of an Oscar. This is better than anything on
7: Netflix. You propagandist into his sons and his sons' business partners. Oh good. We know that bank records show that nearly 20 million dollars in payments were directed to the Biden family members.
2: No, it's not. It's over 60 million. It's over Why are you shaving the figure? Why? This is how you know he's not serious
7: and associates through various shell companies. The Treasury Department alone has more than one hundred and fifty transactions involving the Biden family and other business associates that were flagged as suspicious activity by U.S. banks. Even a trusted FBI informant has alleged a bribe to the Biden family.
2: And you're not going to do jack about it. You're not going to do anything. So at the end, he wraps up with... uh,
7: That's why today I am directing our House committee to open a formal impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. And it is laughable. And the senators that react, it's
2: embarrassing. Once again, another disgrace as a limp-wristed Republican establishment whore who has become a multi-multi-millionaire without ever working a miserable day in his life. He's like some of the old Illinois politicians who become lobbyists today. In the meantime, the senators on the other side of the mafia—they're not afraid. Not even the one with the IQ of sixty.
12: Ask me about this news that uh, Speaker McCarthy has formally
8: launched an impeachment in Has he's a, said he's going to Oh my contract. god! Really? Oh my gosh! You know? Oh, it's devastating.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's the monster from Young Frankenstein, and he's dressed. By the way, and I say this having a grandfather that I rarely saw. ...out of his mechanic shirt with his little name Tommy on it. I'm not saying this to insult any worker. Workers have to dress in worker shirts. But you know what's insulting? When some butter-handed pansy... Some pansy! Like Fetterman. And if you think I care how big you are, believe me. You wouldn't last 30 seconds in a parking lot with me. Dummy. In the meantime, some butter-handed pansy imitates a worker. This is an insult to the working guy. Not the senators. After all, they just wear ties and suits so people don't realize they're
8: thieves. (laughs) don't do it. Please, don't do it. Oh, no, oh, no.
2: I'm very glad to see that
10: we got an inquiry going. And to me, it's much clearer on this issue than uh, many other impeachment uh, issues that have arisen over the time since I've been here. So
4: I'm glad they're doing it.
5: They know that there is no basis for this, but they think that maybe they can cause a little careful squirrel that's an american
2: indian you're talking to sure she's as white as the dutch boy and looks like chuck connors but this dingbat got jobs and loans because she said she was an Indian
5: chaos maybe they can cause a little trouble that's not coming here is she the dog
2: faced pony soldier that joe biden was talking about the john wayne movie could be then again it could be any one of the democrats that support joe biden
5: to do public service. These extremists are here to do nothing more than get Donald Trump reelected. And that's
2: funny. Donald Trump reelected. And what they're going to do is misuse their Democrat mafia counties like Fulton or the sewer in New York. You don't have to use Chicago because the Chicago slave will vote Democrat until the end, till you flush it, until they are successfully seceded, which, by the way, there's a secession movement this Saturday. We'll tell you about later when I open my phone. There's a movement at the Westchester Library, I believe, that you have to go to because the good, sta- the good counties in Illinois, they want to get rid of the mafia counties. So there's some hope for you people in Illinois. In the meantime, what is, uh, what is going on with the polling and the rest of it? What do the American people want? I don't mean the never-Trumper scum like Kevin McCarthy who pretends he isn't or the rest of the lobbyists that used to be Illinois Republicans scum that they are. I'm talking about the actual people who make up this country.
6: Former President Donald Trump gets some good news out of Iowa. He's way ahead in the first caucus state, but he is still battling an election subversion case where he wants the judge to recuse herself.
5: Madeline Rivera reports.
2: Now, that judge, by the way, she he's asking her to recuse herself because she was in business with Hunter Biden. See, like every other Democrat, they're mafia members. They're absolute and total mafia members. And that's what they're used to. And that's what they want in on. So uh, the the Kevin McCarthy and every elected Republican should be exposing her for what she is. And then you realize, have they ever done that? I mean, the re- Republicans here in Illinois,
9: they knew what the Daily family was. You remember this story, don't you? But first, big breaking news. A Chicago alderman busted in connection with the massive fraud investigation. Alderman Patrick Daly Thompson of the Daly family, the nephew of former Mayor Richard Daly. He's now charged with making false statements and filing a false tax income return in connection to a, a $200,000 loan he got from Washington Federal Bank and Savings. Bank was shut down in 2017. Minutes ago, Alderman Thompson said, quote, he's disappointed by the indictment, and his conscience is clear. Now, obviously
2: he's a scumbag and guilty, but do you know the bank that helped perpetrate the fraud for the Daily Crime family? Well, it turns out, two other Democrat developers and a roofer are, uh, were found guilty yesterday. Marek Matuziku, who looks like a ninja turtle without a shell, and Marislaw Kaljuvi, whatever, Eastern European Democrat gangsters, were found guilty of stealing from the same bank. Oh, it's true. Federal investigators are looking into a
10: now-closed Bridgeport Bank with some mysterious multi-million dollar loan advancements. Now they want the money returned from the now-deceased bank owner's estate. That's what the Sun-Times watchdogs are tackling this week.
2: Now, they say the bank owner committed suicide. Either way, I really don't give a rip. Because he was a Democrat scum who enriched... In the tune of eighty million. Now, granted, it's not as much as Alexei Janulius, who was at the Senate today, and we're going to cover that later in the show. It's very graphic, and I think what was his Parkway Bank? What was that three hundred eighty-three million that just missing? And Alexei Janulius, Secretary of State of Illinois, way to go! So this guy killed himself, the bank owner. He shouldn't have because uh, he made a one day been leader of the Senate of Illinois. You guys have been
10: doing some extensive reporting about this massive fraud scheme involving a
8: Bridgeport bank. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about what you guys have found? Sure. Are you My one? work partner Tim Novak. We've written stories about a Bridgeport bank called Washington Federal, and it's located on the near south side. Or at least it was until it was shut down in late 2017. And basically, there's, uh, there are allegations of massive fraud to the tune of more than 80 million dollars in very in bad or, or curious or missing loans. At is- so two Chicago
2: developers found guilty yesterday. One, over a million dollars he lost at Rivers Casino, the fat slob that he is because he couldn't spend it in a whorehouse. He had no use for it. Marek Matuzik, and not an Illinois News, not one report on it. Just like they covered up this bank who was tied to the underbelly of the daily crime family. Just like they covered up Parkway. And Alexei Janoulias is the state senator, and he's in Washington, D.C. today. What did you hear what that went like? We'll be back after this. 312 642 5600.
0: Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM 560. The answer. AM 560. The
2: answer. Slight correction thanks to a caller and thank you for calling. It's actually Broadway Bank. That the genulius family, three hundred and eighty-three million dollars. Not a lot of explanation. Kind of similar to uh, the bank of the Bank of Bridgeport.
10: You here is some big-time loan uh, advancements kind of given out here. Four in particular, and you guys sought to find out. Uh, what exactly those loans were
8: going to. Did you guys find that out? Right. So, I mean, the larger backdrop here is that uh, the bank had been around for about 100 years in Bridgeport with a branch in Little Italy, and was run by the same family for for that time. In the late 17, uh, the federal regulators shut it down amid these sort of problem loans and allegations of massive fraud. And ever since then, they've been trying to unravel this and figure out who the money went to and where the money is. And as time has gone on, they've sort of narrowed down some of their focus. And more recently, earlier this year, they filed some paperwork in court, uh, zeroing in on four different people that have collectively received $14.5 million in loans. And these loans are curious because there's little or no collateral attached to them, little or no paperwork, and therefore, little or no expectation that they would ever be paid back, which is...
2: What happened to all the loans that Broadway Bank had on? Did anybody account for the $383 million? Nah, don't worry about it. We're lucky that Alexei Genulius, also known as Silky
8: G, isn't a senator yet. Not how things are typically done in the banking world. So the FDIC, one of the agencies that regulates banks, has now filed a claim against the estate of the bank president who died. He was found um, hanging uh, in the home of a customer in Park Ridge back in the...
2: <laughs> found in a home of a customer in Park Ridge hanging.
8: I wonder if he had any bruises or anything late 2017, filed a claim against his estate trying to recoup this money. So the estate is on the hook for $14.5 million.
10: Uh, What are they saying about this? Can they pay the money?
2: I wonder, Squirrel, if they've updated the investigation and if there's any political elected politicians right now who had any of these loans. You see, this is why I can't stand these half-ass gangsters. See, because they get their money from banks through fraud. Kind of like Bernie Sanders' wife. They don't get their banks the way the old-timers did. At least they were loan sharks, bookmakers, gamblers. These guys are butter-handed, like Alexi Genulius all greased up in front of Congress. I think he was on the, the shirtless, right? It was shirts and skins that played basketball with Obama. Uh, where was that guy Sinclair? What team was he on? Oh, I think he was just a water boy. He could have went for both teams. Rich and in Indian Head Park.
7: Hey, Sean, how are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? John, uh, they're uh, investigating uh, Biden and his son, right? And uh, it's, it seems like they're getting real close to to uh, really uh, finding out how big of a liar in Saudi is. But now the Democrats are going to turn around and they want to investigate uh, Jared Kushner's companies and want to know how, why he got $2 billion from the Saudis. Good. What do you think that's all about? I think
2: it's great. I think they should. His building 666 in Manhattan is riddled in scandal. And do you know why, Rich? No. His father is a huge Democrat supporter, big Bill Clinton guy, just like Kushner was. Just like Kushner was. And Kushner and his father, his father went away for time. I can't remember if it was just extorting the brother or if it was fraud on some level. But I've got a lot of questions, too. See, because I don't care if you're Trump's son-in-law If you're Trump's kid, I don't care who you are, if you're a scumbag who's taking money from enemies of my country, you are my enemy. And that goes for Jared Kushner, it goes for Hunter Biden, it goes for anybody of these butter-handed half-assed gangsters in Chicago who get their money from the banker, the crooked banker. And then when there's a problem, they tie up loose ends. And he's hanging in somebody's house.
8: Whether that's going to happen or not, it's too early to say. The widow has said that there's just not that much money in the estate. There are other avenues in which the federal government could try and recoup some of this money so if they should choose to do so. But it's too early to say if and how... Well, now
2: you've got two convictions of two morphodite Eastern European gangsters who look like they work out with Pritzker, M.K., and J.B. These fat slobs. And in the meantime, what's going to happen about the bank? we Are going to find out anything? You've got a better chance of finding out about Alexi Genulius and Broadway Bank. David and Lansing.
1: Hey, Sean. Uh, I listen to your show because you follow the money.
2: It's always and, about the um, money. They're stealing trillions, these crooked bastards.
1: Yeah, here's a money story I don't know if you covered. In Ohio, a national Democrat is pushing forth a bill that will reclassify cannabis to a less dangerous drug. And all the pot stocks rallied yesterday... And all of, most of the states that have legalized marijuana, they're Democrat states.
2: Does he work for John Boehner? Because you know the Republican ex-speaker of the House, the drunk that he is. He walks around like a multimillionaire, too. And he's the biggest lobbyist for the cannabis industry. So to me, this is a bipartisan scum problem. Yet it always traces back to lobbyists. Isn't Pep Radio a lobbyist? I think he is. The Durkin brothers, lobbyists, I think they are. You know what else I think they are? Scumbags. 312-642-5600.
0: This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck.
2: The reason I rarely, rarely admit that I've even voted for Republicans in the past is because what broke our understanding, our system of finance and banking wasn't a Democrat. It was a Republican. It's ridiculous. What George Bush did is an atrocity Forever changing the trajectory of the principles of banking. Good people in the industry knew this. Some did something about it. That's my next guest, really. I'm very excited to talk to him. He's the author of numerous books, um, really a philosopher, an expert in banking. He is Alex Pollack, co-author of the book Surprised Again, The COVID Crisis and New Market Bubble. But, Alex, I love talking to you about your old book, and that was the book that really was um, the author of Finance and Philosophy. Finance and Philosophy is the book, in, in my opinion, that everybody should read. How are you? Thank you for joining me. Well, I'm, I'm a lot better now that you said that such a nice thing about my book. Thank you. Well, if we don't have the, the principle of propertyism, property rights, that's called capitalism. If we have a government supremacy in control and manipulation and backdoor nationalizing our banking, then we're a Soviet society. I see it no other way. And, and, and who did that to me? It was George W. Bush after the collapse of 2008, which was orchestrated and really set on the path by government, was it not?
11: The government had a huge hand in creating the bubble, which created the bust, which created the crisis. No question about it.
2: But now that and the we, precedent uh, is talk the about bailout.
11: that, uh, excuse me, we talk about that in the book, as you say.
2: The precedent now is the bailout. So, what's to disincentivize the same pattern? Only move commas over and zeros on the end of it, and isn't that exactly what we've done?
11: Well, uh, it's an eternal truth, and having worked in finance, you know it. That if you make it clear uh, that that uh, financial actors will be bailed out, they will to, they will become more risky, and ultimately, the risky will, the risk will come home. And it often uh, proves to be, especially around housing finance, that it's the government itself that's pushing the risk, that's providing the bailout, and therefore making the system. Uh, riskier, And then, of course, the uh, the conclusion drawn by uh, people inappropriately is, well, since it got riskier, what we need is even more government. <laughs> that not being the, the correct conclusion.
2: <laughs> well, that's people turning to their abuser for help, right? It's why a, a battered housewife asks her husband for approval on the dessert. And that's really the point of a philosophy, that the American people, rather than, educate themselves on the principles of exactly what happened, would rather turn it over to people who are dressed like experts. But the cycle of the boom and bust also hides cover for scandalous banking. And that explains so many of the mobbed-up banks that received the bailout, and the people who perpetrated those crimes go on to political success and and never see a day in jail. We've got 15 years since the collapse, really. You could argue it started in 07. You've got 15 years of this. And has, there, has anybody ever gone to jail or anybody really paid the cost for what we all bailed out? Well, all the good people bailed out the bad players?
11: Well, the bailouts uh, come, of course, and, and uh, people uh, lose their jobs. Uh, and organizations fail, Uh, as part of that, but it doesn't stop the cycle of of boom and bust from continuing. Uh, And that 2007 to 2009 crisis is just uh, one of many in a a long string. And we had a a crisis in 2020, which is what the new book is about, and then giant bailouts, giant uh, money printing uh, by the Fed, and uh, they set off a new bubble and then new problems, which were trying to cope with now
2: and your latest book surprised again the covid crisis and the new market bubble explain a little bit about what that is to the audience
11: uh, it starts off well a theme if i can go go back to finance yes. and philosophy for a minute is yes. uh, is that the financial future uh, is unknowable you can't trust uh, any any central bank or any government bureaucracy to manage it because nobody uh, can know uh, uh, what's developing and if they pretend to know and therefore pretend that uh, that they can manipulate the system well the answer is uh, they can't, at least not without getting into trouble so we start off in the 2020 uh, observing, of course we all know you had a, a virus out of control, but what we're uh, concerned with is the financial panic and collapse uh, which followed that, which nobody, no expert, uh, predicted. The first chapter of that book uh, discusses, among among other things, uh, the couple of dozen official so-called systemic risk analyses done all over the world and by many uh, official people in this country, not one of which, not one, suggested that there could ever be a link between a a virus getting out and the financial system panicking so it's this lesson that uh, you uh, um, cannot think that anybody is going to manage it for you alex this
2: was Uh, my biggest right against the trump administration because what happened was i couldn't believe as it was happening but it happened in record speed the attempt to imitate the velocity of money by creating 6 trillion new dollars and pumping it out without the understanding that different states had different approaches and you really didn't need to imitate the entire velocity of money f at all even let's say that they i agreed i don't but let's say i agreed with that philosophy so now you've pumped all of this out and almost overnight it shows up as a as a national debt problem but once that money that goes out taints the well of, of, of private economy, can you distinguish any longer the private economy from the subsidized?
11: Well, the subsidies have a broad effects, and all the money that got uh, you say pumped out or got printed, printed up would be another way to say it. Uh, set off a huge distortion uh, in the financial markets, which we all just lived through a couple of years ago. Uh, and there was n- no way that that could not uh, result in the runaway inflation we got and the subsequent uh, very painful corrections. And then in the spring, the bank failures and ongoing uh, risks uh, that we're, that were gonna, going to live with. Um, I like to say, people always say, um, there's no free lunch, and that's true. But in general, the most important principle dealing in these financial systems is nothing is free. Nothing is free. Everything you do, you're going to pay for it. So we always pay for the excesses.
2: Is that the explanation, Alex, as you look at fundamental principles of our economy? And you see that the vast majority of Americans are wallowing in, in mediocrity and feudalism. But yet, certain markets and recipients of government money and favoritism constantly gain value. And that is the explanation, and the only explanation for a Dow Jones that rallies on bad news and NASDAQ and the rest of it. Isn't that the real explanation to why you hear pundits come on and talk as if we really did have a bull market as the society itself is separating? in the feudalism well
11: there's always uh, two things going on at the same time in my opinion uh, one is enterprises which are actually creating value and uh, new products and better things and uh, and wealth and a high standard of living that's going on at the same time as other people are determined to make money by manipulating the government and and, uh, and getting uh, getting it to direct uh, uh money to them for example when the when the government pressed uh, when the central bank uh, pressed interest rates uh down to approximately zero percent um, that uh, crushed uh, thrifty savers but it made leverage speculators huge amounts of money right it was a was a subsidy to them just the Ex- sort of thing you're talking about
2: Yes, when you hear guys talk about buying debt, the ordinary man, the guy that goes to work, he doesn't understand what that means. And they buy a tremendous amount of debt, and the ramifications of trying to overcorrect that, which is what the Federal Reserve is doing, and they sell to the people the idea, we have to bankrupt you in order to save you. Those guys who were <laughs> smart were smart enough to acquire that debt, they're sitting prettier than before. Yeah, That's another great. asset. And its I think it's the, the tolerance for the... Collectivism, The tolerance for the government supremacy that I find repulsive. Because if you're truly a capitalist or somebody who believes in the principles of Americanism, you have to reject collectivism and this idea that a federal institution that's not really federal is ultimately in control of the money. This to me is the root of the problem, is it not?
11: Well, it's certainly the root of a very big problem. You're speaking of the Federal Reserve, of course. I mentioned before that uh, nothing is free. Well, the Fed's own uh, monetary and investment manipulations were also not free. Uh, over the last 11 months, the Federal Reserve itself has lost, uh, you know what the number is? No. dollars. $98 billion. Dollars. You know, $98 Alice- billion dollars and they're gonna. It's, so it'll soon be over a hundred, a hundred billion dollars on their own books uh, that they they have lost by their own. You, you could say uh, uh, financial manipulation.
2: You know, Alex, that that number people have become numb to it. You know, it's funny. I yeah. remember reading about you know society and numbers. They're they're numb to billions. We're in. We're talking trillions now. And and you know, to a certain extent, the people who support the manipulation are the people who are affected the most the reason I get so aggravated is because I grew up without a lot of money and when you realize that the oligarchs are in control of the money you start to see a pattern where people fall in line of serfs and that's kinda what I'm reminded of is people don't care that the Federal Reserve is in control of manipulating and the rest of it they don't care that banks fail and they I, I think it's that they don't understand the fact We're losing the principles of finance in America, and we're spoiled with the fact we've always, how many generations now are born to a country that is the dollar of the world? And in there lies the fraud potential. And I want to know if you think that will continue, or as I think rightfully so, other countries that are forced to partake in our Ponzi scheme of the Federal Reserve, they should reject the dollar. I'm curious to know what you think and what you think will happen in the future.
11: Well, uh, you have two things going on. You have the Federal Reserve itself, which is the central bank to the United States, but also to the whole dollar-using world. So it's the the closest thing to a world central bank. There is a a paper money or fiat currency money-printing central bank. And that really came out of – that was created – um by the two world wars but especially the second world war and the amazingly dominant uh, position America had in every way coming out of the second world war in the late 1940s now as the as the dollar uh developed on into the 60s you know there's a there was a famous french com- complaint uh, voiced among others by general uh, de gaulle uh that that this uh was a was a, a horrible special privilege that yes. the U.S. had to run deficits and get everybody else to lend it the money to do so, and and extravagant privilege was the was the word, an extravagant privilege, and that that is true. Now uh, that has gone on. Uh, the dollar isn't as dominant as it was then, but it's still overwhelmingly dominant, uh, and the Federal Reserve is still the overwhelmingly. Uh, uh, dominant central bank in the world. Will this always go on? Uh, this gets uh, debated at length uh, by people, and the the problem is to to find an alternative. Um, yeah. There there ought ought to be one, and nothing you know. Yeah. The future is a long time, and a lot of things can change over long periods of time. For example, in nineteen fourteen. It wasn't the dollar, it was the British pound. The Bank of England was the dominant central bank in the world, and the British pound was the dominant currency. Well, that all faded away. Could we fade away, too? Well, I say, the future is a long time, and, and when you uh, uh, run uh, inflationist uh, policies and gigantic uh, deficits um, –
2: and when you can print up whatever you want. I don't know what the restrictions well,
11: are. There, there is no restriction. You can print up. Uh, well, um, there is a restriction in the uh, uh, in the federal debt ceiling, which limits in the end how, uh, how much the Fed can print, at least it can print in order to buy Treasury bonds because you limit the Treasury bonds. But in principle, once you're into a pure paper system or, as we say, a fiat money system, uh, there is no limit, and so you're if you if you run an inflationist deficit policy, you, your your long-term success is surely not guaranteed. Um, but yeah. it still is is the case that we we have have the dominant position now. It would be wise not to fritter it away.
2: Now you're still a Chicago guy, right? You were you were I I, I I do
11: I live and work uh, in Chicago here.
2: Well, I give you a lot of credit because you were f- smart enough to see the writing on the wall. You must have a very big family. <laughs> <laughs>
11: I think you know an ordinary, not or sort an of ordinary size family, or at least for my for my day.
2: <laughs> Listen, I I, I I can't thank you enough for the books. I love the the perspective and the fact that you're always anchored to the philosophy and the principles of honest money versus the new way, and you're fighting against yeah. the boom and bust cycle.
11: Thank you. That's that's what we uh, that's what we 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 try to do and try to try to keep making the ideas clear uh, okay. and say what uh, say what's say what's true.
2: You can find him at alexjpollock.com. Uh, you got any new books coming out? I know you wrote this one, and the timing couldn't have been more perfect about COVID. Do you have any new stuff coming out? Because I, I'm I dying do. for you to take on the lost $10 trillion between HUD and the Pentagon. How do you lose $10 trillion? What? Can you explain that to me? I'd love you to take that on. Uh,
11: I No, I can't. But uh, uh, I'm, I'm busy now explaining how the Fed has lost $98 billion in 11 months. And that's uh, in that in that website you were nice enough to cite there. Is all my current uh, work, well, my work for the last five years or so, and a lot of it uh, concerns the very the very problems you and I have been talking about. There are a lot of articles and essays in there.
2: Well, you know why we were we were so privileged to um, be be part of the true integri- uh, Americanism. Before it was bastardized. And that's something I think we need to go back to. And if we don't get back to it, I'm not quite sure what it's going to be like for our unborn great-grandchildren. And that's what I think needs to happen. And that's why I'm so appreciative of all of your books, Boom and Bust, Financial Cycles, and Human Prosperity, you wrote in 2011. And I just really I, I thank you for what you did and how you spent your time. I appreciate you.
11: Thank you, Sean. Thank you so much for having me
2: on your show. I really appreciate that. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments.
0: This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM 560, the answer. AM 560,
9: the answer. Ba 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 ba
2: ba 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 we got two good callers on the line, Lloyd and Gary, Indiana. Hey, how you doing there tonight, Sean? Good, Lloyd. How are you? <clears throat>
4: okay. Hey, I'm probably going to be a conspiracy theorist, but uh, your guest uh, jogged my memory of something. Uh, back during the uh, Iran-Iraq war, when that was going on, our government chose to decide, or decide with uh, Iraq because they fi- figured they were a little bit more stable government. They take our printing presses down there from the U.S. Mint they're printing up currency for Iran. Because when you got a war going on, you undermine their economy, then their own people turn on the government and their enemy. They got two enemies they gotta fight. Soldier of Fortune magazine printed this article in 1991 that after uh, this was over, our printing presses were still down there. Around about 88, somewhere on in there when the wall fell over in Russia, their KGB types or whatever it was knew printing presses were down there. They go down there, counterfeit a whole bunch of money, and stuff them in the prison walls for Saddam Hussein. And that's why the $20 think, bill and a lot of the others had to be redone.
2: Well, I think that might be a cover story for the fact that Saddam Hussein had been on our payroll for a very long time. And that might be a nice way to explain why there was so much U.S. currency in Iraq at the time. Well,
4: the other thing, too, you know, you I, 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 the Saddam Hussein is a very bill?
2: interesting history with our CIA. Very, very interesting. And one thing's for sure: if you saw it in, in *Soldier of Fortune*, it was probably a leak story. And the government will often leak in a re, in a in a redirection plot. That's what I think that was. I could be wrong, Lloyd, thank you for the call. Steve Wilkins, Hyundai, and Mazda. Hey, hey, how you doing? Good. Hey, how, doing? how are you? How you good. doing?
10: Um, good. So, Sean, so I'm. I know we once on the show you talked about the gold standard and then the, the, the silver standard, which went away, and I really wasn't sure on, on how that happened and how we let that happen.
2: Well, it happened in 1971, and it happened, you could argue, because Nixon had, had to. He had already uh, spent us into oblivion and couldn't deliver gold when other countries started to ask for it namely france who still i don't think has ever gotten the gold that we supposedly hold in fort knox which i think there's more gold at the melrose park feast than there is in fort knox but i can't prove that in the meantime (laughs) in the meantime uh you know once they took it off officially now the 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 world was the oyster of the government supremacist and they knew that they just had to overwhelm the system because now if you were to try to put it back how do you how do you fungigate the amount of money in velocity right now in the world to the gold price? Gold would be overnight three hundred thousand know, dollars. Well, no, wouldn't it?
10: would it, it? would be worthless if you had to, if you'd replace it with all the cash, right? We, I
1: no, mean, you, you, if, would you would drive you would
2: you would parabolically drive up the price of gold, skyrocket over night. And you have to remember how how finite gold is. We still have, in comparison to the world, very little actual gold to the dollar. That's why you couldn't. But what you could do is natural gas, oil, and precious metals. You You could hybrid it. And if you did that, you would lock in the commodity price and you would stabilize the dollar. But you'd still have to reveal just how much money is in circulation. And that's a it's a very difficult number because it's a guesstimate. It's not a fact because there's been so much of it for so long. And if you look at other countries that tried to do that, you know, Venezuela would be a great example. But, the, you know, you, you really, it's the beginning. It was the beginning of the end. And that was a Republican, too. And that's, you know, you. but people don't care anymore, Steve, because they are comfortable with the con. They're comfortable with the front. And that's why Alexei Genulius is, is the Secretary of State. Alexi Giannulli's and Broadway Bank, just that scandal alone. You know, these guys, it's outrageous that they're, they're, they became more successful afterwards. You're talking $383 million, just his bank. And then you look at Penny Pritzker, what was it, Superior Bank. That was another scandal. And what happened to Penny Pritzker? And you look at the, how Penny Pritzker is the landlord after she became, what was she, the Chamber of, uh, wasn't she, she was something with the... Squirrel, look at what Penny Pritzker was. She was something with money, the Treasury Secretary or something. And what she did is she expanded real estate holdings that she held in LLCs, where she's the landlord right now for massive government bureaucracies. And in some cases, they pay half a million a year to her in rent for office space, and nobody cares. They don't care. That's the Chicago mafia Democrat way, Steve. You know that. So I know that. Do you think they want the fix? The fix would bring them the cockroaches out from underneath the. The the scams. See, that's why so many Democrats just want to vote Democrat. They know about that bank in Bridgeport. How many guys do you think you and I both know who knew full well what was going on at the bank that the Daily Thompson kid was making it tremendous amount? They course. weren't disgusted yeah. by it. They wanted an account of their own. Steve, it's a hard road for an honest man, but that's why I only, only if I do buy a car in Illinois, and you know, I've thought, talked to you about it. I will only go to Wilkins Hyundai and Mazda. Steve, thank you, brother. Um. Okay, have an extra 120, well, things will be great. Oh, no, I love it. I run hot. Secretary of Commerce. Every day. Thank you very much. Thank you, brother. Thank you. And uh, when you talk about Alexei Genolius, why would he be at Capitol Hill? Well, as a Chicago Democrat, it's always to promote something disgusting. That's exactly what he was doing. The only difference is he ran into a buzzsaw with a wonderful accent. I like this Senator Kennedy. I love him.
9: I confess i'm a little confused, and I appreciate the argument that that we've our discussion that we've been having but.
2: Now by the way, if you have kids because I, I it's been brought to my attention now that some of our listeners who are wonderful, wonderful people have kids and I mean it, this is not something for kids to hear, so I want to give you a disclosure. This is a disgusting topic and a pillar of the Democrat mafia, the Fourth Reich. Uh, the, the the political party that's destroying our society. This is going to be about that gender queer and that other nonsense that they want to normalize in our public schools.
9: For me, it's a little too conceptual, or I don't know, metaphysical, or te- theological, or whatever you want to call it. I want to try to understand what you're asking us to do. Let's take two books.
2: By the way, who he's talking to is Alexei Genulius. Secretary of State and a principal in the scam fraud bank of
9: called Broadway Bank that have been much discussed. Um, the first one is called All Boys Aren't Blue. And I will quote from it. Oh, boy. It's, it's hard to even... Listen. I put some lube on and got him on his knees. And I began to from behind. I pulled and kissed him while he
2: God, this is like stumbling across Pete Buttigieg's diary. In the meantime, try not to be too offended. This is the reality of what happened in the Senate,
9: in the Capitol today. He asked me to turn over while he slipped a condom on himself. Oh, God. This was my and I was struggling to imagine someone inside me. He got on top and slowly. Honey, Bunny, it you were was right. the, the worst pain is. I think I have ever felt in my life. Eventually, I felt a mix of pleasure with the pain. That's called the Kamala Harris stage. Close quote. All boys aren't blue. All boys. Are. The second is a, a, another much discussed book. Um, I'm sure you're familiar with it. It's called Genderqueer. Oh, I had enough of this book. Tell you that. Let me read an excerpt from that. Please Quote, don't, Senator Kennedy. All right. I got a new strap, ho- strap on harness today. Okay. I can't wait to put it on you. It's called the Rachel
2: Levine. I think is the nickname for the harness. I could be wrong.
9: It will fit my favorite dildo perfectly. You're going to look so hot. I can't wait. So the good news is they're obviously talking to Democrats and gender queer. Wait to have your in my, I'm going to give you the of your life, then I want you. <laughs> end quote.
2: Footnote Kamala Harris, now. Willie Brown, Mr. Secretary.
9: Right.
2: What are you asking? Of? This is he's talking to Alexi Genulius, Broadway bank principal, and the Illinois Democrat princeling. All Greased up Who I believe was on the skins team Of the shirts and skins team That Barack Who likes him big Played basketball with And Arnie Duncan I can't decide if he was
9: shirts or skins Be the way it's gross Us do. Are you suggesting That only librarians Should decide Whether the two books That I just referenced Should be available to kids Is that what you're saying? No Okay, tell me what you're saying. Well,
10: first of all, there's
9: this. Don't give me a speech. Tell me what you're asking
10: me to do. With all due respect, Senator, the words you spoke are disturbing, especially coming out of your mouth is very disturbing.
2: Why is it coming out of his mouth is disturbing, Alexi, you scum? Why is it? What if it came out of anybody's mouth? I think he has kids now, right? See, because I wouldn't let your greasy ass read it to my kids, you scum. Nobody should read it to any kids. That's the point. Fraud, or should I just say Democrat?
10: But I would, I would also tell you that we're not advocating for kids to read porn. To Senator Booker's what point,
9: what are you advocating for?
10: We are advocating for the parents, door. random parents, not to have the ability, under the guise of keeping kids safe, to try and challenge the worldview of every single manner on these issues. You,
2: you're getting- what? That's right. See, because he's a fraud and a liar. And he's backed in a corner with his greasy face, and he can't figure out how to get out. See, here's the real skinny, Alexi, you freak. Any parent, any parent can stop anybody from reading that filth or handing it out to their kids, you scumbag. Even you. And I'm wondering, do you want anybody to tell your kids, you got kids? You want anybody to tell them that?
9: I don't think so. Getting conceptual game. I'm what not a, getting conceptual. Well, I'm yes, that- you are. Yes, you are. Because you, you, I want to know what you're recommending. It sounds to me like what some of you are saying: the librarians should decide who gets to see that book. I'm saying when you're making when individual parents
10: are allowed to make a decision of what, where that line is, and To Kill a Mockingbird, which
2: involves a- To Kill a Mockingbird. You mean with Gregory Peck in the movie? You lying fraud! Illinois proud. Illinois Democrat, Illinois Secretary of State, principal of the defunct, scandalous Broadway Bank. With a bright future in Illinois as a Democrat. They'll vote for Mangala 312-642-5600.
0: He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show at 560. The answer. AM 560. The answer.
2: Now you want to know why these Democrats sewer areas suck. Why the quality of life is mayhem. It's like some post-apocalyptic movie. This is the agenda. And who promotes it? The brightest rising stars. Like Silky G.
10: Rape scene, should that book be pulled from our libraries? I think it becomes a slippery well, slope. I think you
9: ought to think.
2: Slippery slope. Hmm. To Kill a Mockingbird, I'm sure you've all read it or saw the movie, the old movie with Gregory Peck. fantastic. The rape scene is nothing. Nothing. There's no descriptiveness like this sick culture of scum that is the Democrat mafia. And is it really? Do you really think they buy it? No. They don't buy it. They're constantly working to control us all. And the other great senator by the name of Hawley, exposes what they're willing to do as far as their fourth reich fascism the same time they call no for, no i don't want any restraints only the nazis censor only the nazis control speech
13: to say that that all of you are here today because you are opposed to government censorship is that is that right have i got that broadly correct okay we can agree on that much Um, Book banning is a form of government censorship. Is that broadly speaking correct? Professor Knox, you're you're an expert in this. Let me just ask you. um, Book banning is a problem under the First Amendment because it's the government telling private individuals, authors, what have you, what they can and cannot write, telling the public what they can and cannot read. Is that broadly speaking correct?
11: Yes, that's correct.
13: So now what if... What if the books were digital only? Could the government ban them then? So no no hard copies, no no physical copies, it's just digital books. Could the government engage in book banning then under the first amendment no problem.
11: No, that's about a format of the particular book and that really doesn't matter
13: when it comes to whether or not government is banning a book. Okay, what what if what if the government made a list of authors whose books it wanted banned and also went to all of the publishing houses in america the government did and said do not publish the books by any of these authors or we will punish you is that a problem in the first moment
11: my hope is that the government would not be involved in the decisions of a private company
13: good i would hope so too But apparently that is not the case in the United States of America today under this administration, because the hypotheticals I've just given you aren't hypotheticals at all. They've happened. And we know that they are happening. The Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals just ruled in a case Missouri versus Biden. I'm sure you're all familiar with this. It's going to go down, I think, as a landmark case in the worst possible way in First Amendment law, because what the Court of Appeals found is that the White House, not just the federal government, but the White House actively coerced every major social media platform in America. Let me say that again, every major social media platform in America to ban speech that the White House did not like.
2: So do you see the duopoly of fraud perpetrated by the gangster government? You see, and what Alexei Genulius and the rest of the Democrat mafia doesn't want you to know, we're still not banning those books. We just say that our schools shouldn't pay for them and expose them to our children in the same way Alexei wouldn't want anybody to tell his kids that. And I dare him. And his entire team of basketball buffoons, from Barack to Arnie Duncan to all of you Democrats scum. Try and tell it to my kids. My kids are old. I'll bet you can't. I'll bet you get your ass kicked. Owen Willowbrook.
10: Hey, Sean. You, you just talked about what I was going to say. I, I love Senator Kennedy and all. He, and Kennedy, Kennedy has the guts to read that to that, those people. But I think he let him off the hook and he
2: said, what are you trying to do? What he should have said was, would you read that to your kids or to your grandkids? Well, and he was talking time, to Alexi, and, and he was sitting next to a transgender, and I'm not sure he could distinguish who was who. So I, I, I'm pretty sure he knew the transgender didn't have any kids. And Alexi, all greased up, looking awful sweet, I'm sure he wasn't sure he had kids. But he does. I think that's a beard, too. Uh, Elaine Evanston.
6: It's Eileen. I mean,
2: Eileen, I'm sorry.
6: I, oh, sorry, right. I... I just want to say the state, I don't know why he's in Washington testifying to Congress about this stuff because his office, Secretary of State's office, is not functioning. <laughs> uh, you know, people are telling me they, you know, they're trying to renew their licenses and they can't get appointments. And they, yeah. They'll only take an appointment two weeks out, but they'll only do it. He's in
2: Washington because he wants to be more important than he is. The secre- oh. Secretary of State doesn't do its job because it never did. In the meantime, you'll pay, what, $152 for that little sticker? Right here, Alexi, and the entire Illinois Mafia government. I'll be back.
0: From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand And a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other He's Sean Thompson And this is The Sean Thompson Show
2: The last time I spoke me, to my next guest like She me, had so authored a book Lockdown, just just The Socialist Plan To Take Away Your Freedoms Ahead of her time isn't something that really surmises the bravery of my next guest. For 15 years, she's been putting up a fight against the Marxist mafia, pretending to be the government in all forms. You've seen her writings in everywhere from the Heritage Foundation to the Washington Examiner, the Washington Times, the Blaze, Newmax, and Newsmax, and much, much more. She's the host of the Bold and the Blunt podcast for the Washington Times. She is Cheryl Chumley. Cheryl, thank you for joining me. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I love having you on. You know that. And uh, especially when all of your predictions come to fruition. And when you see this dimwit in New Mexico. This has been my argument against every Democrat all of my life. They swear to uphold the the, the principles of our nation and immediately work to undermine it. I really wasn't that shocked. I was just disgusted. But what she's doing is exactly what they all want to do, isn't it?
6: It is. It is. And what's worse about what this New Mexico governor did, right, about uh, just stripping away the Second Amendment unilaterally, calling for a moratorium on guns and so forth, is that she did it under public health emergency, right? People got killed, so she deemed gun violence a public health emergency, and that's what she used to justify uh, killing the Second Amendment in her state. And this mm-hmm. is exactly the phrase they used under COVID, by the way.
2: Why is it no one is focusing, what what this country needs isn't gun control, it's scum control. And the scum comes out of the hard Democrat districts. You know, the city of Chicago is the greatest example of all. Once the greatest city, really, I mean, I loved it, we flourished, but there was always that underbelly of scum. And where did they come from? The most government-invested, the most government-controlled areas. Back then they were few, now they're many. And what you don't need, you know, I have a gun, rarely goes off, only when I want it to. But the fact of the matter is, I have it because the government can't control the scum that makes up the citizens. Why don't we talk about that more?
6: Well, because it's not about controlling crime, right? If it were, then we would be all calling for more guns, not less, because law-abiding citizens don't go out and randomly kill people. They use their guns to protect against themselves from the criminal element or from the government, right? Yeah. So it, it's not it, its not about controlling crime. It's about the government taking control. And you can see throughout history what's happened in countries where the citizens gave up their guns, usually under some sort of cause of emergency or protecting citizens' safety and so forth. And it doesn't go well for countries that give up their rights to protect themselves and defend themselves against government ty- tyrants.
2: The hypocrisy, when we point out the hypocrisy, it's really a futile act by us because the people who support the Democrat mafia, they want to be slaves. They like to be lower than the oligarch gods among them, the politicians. So the hypocrisy of this dimwit having a security team and never ever having to strip herself and make herself a, a victim while she strengthens predators this doesn't mean anything to the Democrat voter. They like to be slaves, right?
6: You know, Democrats always call for things that don't affect them, right? Nancy Pelosi with the borders. Open
2: the borders. Open the borders. Remember when she branched to the borders? She's worth she, half a billion talking. dollars. There's, she'll never be affected by it.
6: Never be affected by it, because she doesn't just live behind a gated community. She has armed protection and probably 15 different security systems surrounding her many homes. So this is how Democrats do, though. Everything that they push for, it doesn't directly impact them. And it's the same thing with the Second Amendment and gun control. They're all sheltered in their gated communities, or they have armed protection forces, whereas, you know, most people in America
2: don't. And the stories mean nothing the successes of good people carrying guns and killing bad scum they mean nothing to them and you know it's funny the states that implement freedom like mine where i live now i live in florida you can carry a gun you don't have to nothing no carry no foyd card nothing i go in i bite a gun i walk around with it and i'm fine and ironically we have massive success with that it's funny I'm surrounded in a community where there's a lot of older people. And I go to a cigar store, and there's a guy sitting there, an old colonel. He's got three guns on him. You would never know. A pair of shorts and the big shirt, the guns all underneath it. But he is hoping that a bad guy hurts an innocent person so that he can shoot them in the face and make it stop. And the news stories throughout Florida are exactly that. Good old people using their Second Amendment to stop young scum from robbing them or their neighbor. Why does this mean nothing to the Democrat populace?
6: It, well, it doesn't fit the narrative, right? Because they're actively trying to cripple and crumble the Second Amendment. They don't want Americans to have guns. And chaos in the street, criminals with guns, that actually works for the Democrat ultimate designs. It creates the sort of confusion and chaos in society that the left needs in order to call for bigger government and to get the people in line with demanding bigger government. So, you know, the the few people who are killed during all this chaos that is generated by democrat controlled jurisdictions they're kind of you know just left out there to hang we're not supposed to we're not supposed to talk about them or treat them as victims because in the democrats minds the end game here is to just steal away the second amendment
2: now this um this this self uh self-announced demigod among us her name is grisham i want you to hear this uh, i think i'm going to play the right why clip. do it if it can't be enforced
5: Well, that's their opinion. They have no bold actions. They don't have any plans for reducing gun violence. Every single aspect in terms of preventing gun violence, uh, funds, uh, uh, crime labs, uh, more than $150 million for retention bonuses and recruitment of new police officers. I'm focused on one thing. Uh, We have the third highest gun related injuries uh, in the country, 90 percent higher than the Mm -hmm. national average. We lost 143 children between twenty seventeen and twenty twenty-one. It is unacceptable and it calls for immediate and swift and bold action. And frankly, the evidence Bears out over and over again, fewer guns on the streets makes everyone safer and i 'm focused on everyone 's constitutional rights, not just those the NRA says I should be focused on now
2: what she 's really doing number one she 's telling numbers that Chicago would think was a massive improvement by the way, and New York and the rest of it so the the failure is just something that is synonymous with democrat sewer areas, but what she 's really doing is talking about Making honest people who have followed all of your rules criminals. Because the one thing she never touches upon is none of those criminals hold those guns legally. None of them. It doesn't matter what she does. Criminals ignore every single law. That's what makes the criminal. And why is it that she is comfortable making honest guys who follow all her rules overnight criminals?
6: Well, Democrats don't care about facts because, really, if they did, when they talked about gun violence statistics and and deaths due to guns, they would talk about the suicide rate because that is one of the leading statistics of gun deaths in America. And then next, they would talk about things like gang violence and uh the problems that lead into gang violence which is not the fact that guns exist it's the fact that there are many fatherless homes and there are broken homes and there are also open borders that let in criminal elements that we don't track in this country bringing with them their guns and drugs and violence and so forth so we don't talk about those issues the things that can actually help to clean up violence and gun related violence in america because once again Democrats don't really care about this. It's all about control and power.
2: You know, Cheryl, one of the things I, I witnessed was uh, I like to think about what they're doing, and I saw it in Illinois as Republicans did it. And what they did is they made this very uh, Rube Goldberg expensive system to have a gun, right? You had to get your FOID card. Then they had the concealed carry, and you had to pay and follow this. And But above all, you had to constantly tell the government what you had as far as weapons, and where you kept them and how you kept them and then after they established that rube goldberg system they implemented the red flag law you see i think the goal was always what what uh grisham is doing the goal is to intimidate and to penalize the honest person because they more often than not are from the opposition party and that is exactly the lockstep she wants to To commit. She knows full well, this woman's an attorney, she knows full well that the criminals will flourish. What she wants to do is put uh, an intimidation factor on the opposition party so that she has security in her office the way the Chicago Democrat will rule for a thousand years. Isn't that it?
6: And, and yes and she's doing it very deceptively too she she's outright lying talking about the staff are clear that in jurisdictions where there are fewer guns then there are fewer uh gun related crimes and so forth the, the the fact is most guns in america are carried by law law lawful carriers. They're not carried by the criminal element, and it's not the lawful carriers, though, who are out there committing these crimes. If you look at D.C., Years and years ago, before the Supreme Court took up that one big case that I can't recall the name of right now, it was impossible to carry in Washington, D.C. And yet D.C. had among the highest gun-related violent crime statistics in the nation. And then as soon as the Supreme Court ruled that the D.C. authorities could not prevent law-abiding citizens from carrying and possessing weapons, possessing weapons, those stats went down. So she's, she's making a very deceptive argument here that actually has been proven
2: time and time again to be wrong. Well, the funny thing is, too, what happens, and I could say this for coming from one of these neighborhoods, is groups pop up of men in the neighborhood that will ultimately do something. When it gets so bad, you will have groups pop up and social clubs will pop up, and men who would have normally been law-abiding, honest men will start to protect their neighborhood and their family, and they will become criminals. But that's how all mafia or neighborhood organizations called mafias pop up, right? Because they protect themselves, everybody wants a safe neighborhood, it starts out small with a block, and that's really how you build gangs. Is that the goal because... In Chicago, the Democrat politicians, they make a lot of money from the gangs that want to protect themselves from law enforcement. Won't this really build more criminals than it'll ever take away?
6: Well, that that's the logical extension, right? I mean, if you carry out what this governor is doing, then, of course, it leads to more crime and it leads to more unlawful carriers. But it, again, it, the Democrats just are not, uh, on the Second Amendment it's crazy how much they hate it, and it's crazy how their hypocrisy uh, is allowed to go forth. Thankfully, with this New Mexico governor, there have been some in the mainstream media, including in CNN, and including David Hogg, believe it or not, excuse me, that's how you pronounce his name, who have criticized her for taking this measure, taking this step, but if you're looking for logic with this particular Democrat and gun control in general, by the Democrats, it
2: just doesn't exist. Does it possibly also serve for a cover-up because the government has one job for the citizens? One job, and that is to protect their rights and to prosecute criminals. In the meantime, the Democrats, for the last three years specifically, have released an uh, an absurd amount of convicted felons. If you look in Chicago, they pick up these scallywags, these gangbangers, these drug dealers, these scumbags who rob people. They let them out, in some cases, hours. This kind of diverts attention from that. Right. And isn't that really more serving to the Democrat mafia to divert attention by staying on offense? So people can't say, well, you should be removed anyway because you can't stop your crime. And that's what we put you there for. You cannot protect the law abiding citizen. You are not delivering on the covenant government has with the citizen. So isn't it in their best interest to constantly strip away our rights? so we can't realize they've been frauding us from the get-go? Well,
6: yeah, I I think that's what the Democrats always create issues, that we on the right, on the conservative side of things, have to fight. We are constantly playing whack-a-mole and catch-up with the Democrats, because as soon as we put out one fire, there they go lighting 10 other fires. And brilliant. It's getting to the... It's getting to the point where it's astonishing how uh, brash and open they are and unashamed in their unconstitutional quest here. And the reason they get by with it is because they have usually the media on their side. If oh, we geez. criticize what they're doing, the media comes in and runs cover for them.
2: Yeah, and all their buildings have security where the, where the guards have guns. You know, your book, uh, Socialists Don't Sleep and the Lockdown, Are you predicting another lockdown? Because to me, that's exactly what it looks like is going to happen in these forthright controlled states.
6: I I am. And that's why I wrote the book, because I just... I, I got so frustrated with people thinking oh we 're past the coronavirus as soon as we move past this, well, things will get back to to normal and I could see from the very beginning there 's no way the left and the globalists are going to let things go back to normal because the the crisis that they created from the coronavirus, the fear from the coronavirus, was too lucrative for them they They got so much out of it in terms of seizing individual liberties. they're not going to be able to help themselves from using it again.
2: You spent 15 years covering Capitol Hill. I can't help but notice all of the creatures that have been there the whole time. To me, and and this is my words, Kevin McCarthy represents everything wrong with the opposition to the Democrat mafia. Everything wrong. I think he's exactly the wrong guy. I think he is a welcome mat, and I think we're not going to gain any ground until the election. I'm curious to know what you think.
6: Well, I don't think we're going to gain any ground politically until the election in 2024, if Donald Trump wins. And that's the only way we're going to gain ground, because I just don't see any other Republican candidate out there being able to take up in the White House where Donald Trump left off and fight the globalist forces that are rapidly steamrolling into America. And we can't take much more of the World Economic Forum, World Health Organization, and the Democrats and the Chinese, right, the Marxism that seeped into our society, all working to Together to kill american freedoms we need somebody in the white house standing strong and so i agree with you but I, I see it even more narrow narrower it has to be donald trump or i'm not sure any other republican candidate could get the job done
2: when you look at hindsight and you realize how much evidence that uh, the republicans have had since the fbi confiscated the laptop in 2019 when you realize that um this this limp-wristed attempt of a impeachment inquiry do you think that um they're very comfortable with the fact that our government has been overthrown from within i mean they've known for four years that the chinese communist party and oligarchs own joe biden do you think that they're offended by it on any level that's the part i think that sickens me and shocks me a little bit
6: I think that's why you see so many Republicans that seem to have more of an interest in China than they do in America, that they have thrown in with it. There's this sort of attitude out there in the Republican Party that, well, China is – bound and determined to be the leader on the world stage. So I can either fight it and lose and go down fighting on behalf of America, or I can throw America under the bus and save myself, my family, and my own interests by partnering with these forces that want to do such business with China. And so I think that's what you're seeing. A lot of these Republicans that seem, they say one thing and then they do another. And what they usually do is side with Democrats.
2: So you're the host of the Bold and the Blunt podcast. How often do you release it? Tell the people where they can check it out. And then have I inspired you a title of your next book, The Fourth Reich, or any of the other scallywag <laughs> comments we have?
6: Um, it definitely inspired me in terms of content, so thank you for that. And, and my Bold and Blunt podcast, you can get it wherever podcasts are offered, but it comes out Tuesdays and Thursdays at The Washington Times specifically.
2: She is Cheryl Chumley. Thank you very much for being a warrior on the right side of things against the gangster government. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments.
0: Call Sean now. (laughs) 312-642-5600. AM 560.
2: The answer. See, when I see somebody call from Hinsdale, I'm very sympathetic because these poor people are getting robbed. Robbed! In property taxes, it's truly a travesty. And the value of their homes have not reflected any growth in the economy, and particularly when you inflationally adjust it. So I have sympathy. Bill in a Hinsdale.
13: Sean, how you doing, bud? Um...
10: Yeah, speaking of that, that guy would have put you in next week. In the next week, twenty years ago, uh, I was out with him the other night. He says to say hello oh, the next that's time me. I talk. But anyway, um, real quick, Sean, I, I I heard this whining, little crying Chuck Schumer fifteen minutes after this impeachment inquiry today, calling it a witch hunt. I got now, the clip. This, Here. Here. I
4: think the impeachment inquiry is absurd. The American people want us to do something that will make their lives better.
2: Yeah, and then the welfare release, new 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 uh, money for nothing. But go ahead.
4: Yeah, no, but I mean, here, here's
2: a guy who
10: I was telling uh, Carlene that the, the, guy, the guy literally incited violence. And there was violence a week later at the Supreme Court Justice's House. I have not heard one thing. And some jerk tried to fly across country to kill Kavanaugh. Not yeah. one thing on that. It would have Bill. been one murder for one murder if, if you're talking about the whole January 6th thing. And they don't even, it doesn't even get on the back page of the paper.
2: Bill, do you know why you didn't hear it? Facebook and all these other entities censor it. But did you know that his daughter works as a marketing manager? At Facebook, Did you know his other daughter is a lobbyist for Amazon? So think about this. Chuck Schumer's daughter is hired by Amazon to do their lobbying. So who do you think she calls when she needs something done for Amazon? So the reason you don't hear about it is because our government is very comfortable practicing censorship and controlling the flow of information in media. And the other reason you don't hear about it is that the Democrat Party specifically, they're not offended by these facts. They're titillated in the same way the Democrats you knew from Chicago just wanted in on the Madigan short in the pants mafia. Thank you, Bill. Say hello to that guy and tell him not to be so sure he would have knocked me in the next week. I'm little, but I'm crafty. Uh, uh, Oh, he would have knocked
10: me in the the (laughs) next two
2: weeks. (laughs) His forearms were as big as my thighs, but I still was going to go. Jody in Plainfield. Oh,
6: Jody. Oh, hi. So um, what I was going to say is I I don't think they're with regard to the left and the governor uh, in New Mexico putting an executive order on on um, guns. They're testing the constitution. So we're testing free speech by what we're doing with Donald Trump, and now we're going to test executive orders on guns. I
1: think. No, it's, you know, it's intu- I, first of all,
2: I think you're guns. listen. You're one hundred percent right. I just not I'm not sure that testing is the word I want I want to use. I think they're they're okay. getting people used to the fact they really only have those rights because the government allows us to pretend we have them, that we really don't have them. And when you live in these Democrat right. mafia strongholds, you have no rights. You know, this is the thing about COVID. If you were a business owner, let's say, Jody, you were a hairdresser, and you had a shop and you had you know nine people, you had no rights. Overnight, right. that fat slob and, right. and Lori Lightfoot, who ironically kept getting that, that head done, she needs a magician, not a beautician. But she still kept going. But th- that was the beginning yeah. of, make, of, of making you used to the fact that you're a serf. And that's the difference. Yeah. See, what this idiot is, yeah. is getting people accustomed to is the, the idea that they're slaves. And any rights they think they have are only because she allows them to have it. It's a philosophical conditioning of a serf. And that's why you can't live among Democrats. It's a sad reality. Thank you, Jody. But look at how comfortable they are. And here she admits the duopoly in her logic.
6: Are you overreaching? Let me give you a hypothetical. Right. You're a Democratic governor who's doing this. What if a Republican governor of a state declares a health emergency and unilaterally um, outlaws abortion in that state where the legislature has not done so by
5: statute? Following your logic, would that also be sound? uh in in this situation honestly i don't think so but that is what's happening in this country
2: what what do you mean that is what's happening in this country it's not what's that's not at all what's happening states are having state legislatures that put restrictions on the mother's ability to kill their kids that's what's happening but not in your states in the Democrat sewer states the ability for parents to kill their children flourishes look at illinois it's free as well, isn't it, Cream Puff Jim? Cream Puff, wake up! Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, You're in some sort of sorry, food shut. coma, weren't you?
4: I was thinking of Mark. I, I mean, it's stuck in the 1920s for some reason. Margaret Sanger is uh, interesting character. She opened her first birth clinic uh, in New York, and it, uh, she wasn't expecting me anyway, a lot of people showed up. But her, here was her deal: she her mother had eight kids that her the mother died at childbirth, and the old man made monuments for the cemetery. He made little
1: angels and so on, and put in the head. Cult. Well, how she turn
2: uh, out speaking for the Klan? She spoke but, to but she, the Klan. She went. To, she went to Sweden, and Sweden had birth
4: control, like the diaphragm. But the point is, and then it morphed into Planned Parenthood years later. Where's the ripping the
2: kid? Where's the ripping the head off of the baby still in the mother's womb fit in? Well, yeah, but the divorce has been around since the beginning of time. I don't want to go into that. Uh, There isn't an animal other than a Democrat. There isn't an animal in the world, not one, not one, that rips out the baby in the belly of the mother. There's only human beings that do that, but not all. Only Democrats scourge. And Margaret Sanger, talk about putting lipstick on her pig. Margaret Sanger was a racist, a rabid racist who spoke to the Klan, the Ku Klux Klan. You know, the one that Robert Byrd, the Democrat senator, was a part of? Three times. Three times. And Margaret Sanger spoke for herself, cream puff, Jim, I have her own evil words. May she burn in hell for a hundred thousand millenniums, the racist pig, Democrat. Well,
5: I think
9: the greatest sin in the world is bringing children into the world. That uh, the, greatest,
2: been, the greatest sin in the world is bringing children into the world. When she's talking, she's talking about Minorities who are scarred by their skin color. Kids of criminals that she decides are criminals. So she advocates for the slaughter of their heirs. Well, I think the greatest sin in the world is bringing children into the world that have
9: disease from their parents, that have no chance in the world to be a human being, practically. Delinquents, prisoners, all sorts of things just mocked when they're born. That, to me, is the greatest sin that people can, can commit.
2: She would have single-handedly wiped out the Democrat Party. She didn't know it then. She was trying to w- w- wipe out all races that weren't white, that weren't part of her inner circle. So please, whatever you do, don't don't put lipstick on that murderous whore. Don't tell me what a wonderful person she was. May she burn in hell. Uh, Ralph and Rantoul.
1: Sean, hello. If the uh, if the fascist Democrat governor in New Mexico can suspend law for her convenience, then I think the faithful people of New Mexico should suspend their obedience to whatever law she decides to put in place. Because if we're going to start making our own laws, then live by your own law. In fact, it's time for those people. Civil disobedience. Resist her to the max.
2: Ralph, she's got a problem with a with a sheriff. The Bernalillo County Sheriff's Office will not enforce this segment of the order. Well I? So they're not going to enforce the segment. Well, so she's well, understanding. Mostly, See, she's probably an East Coast Democrat who moved out to New Mexico. Well, mostly, she might though, be a second wife well, of some successful cowboy or something.
1: Maybe, maybe, but mostly the sheriffs take oaths to the Constitution, state, and and you know uh, U.S. Constitution. Yeah. They're elected. They're not beholden to fascist. You know, Marxist idiots like that. And I, I I just came in when the reporter, whoever that was, asked her, hey, what if a Republican governor decided to uh, suspend abortion? No, I don't think that applies. Of course it doesn't apply, because you don't like that one.
2: And she doesn't like the concept that all... All living humans are entitled to unalienable rights. She doesn't recognize the babies. They try to work that. Oh, impact. no,
1: she, no, 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 no. She doesn't like the concept that other people can yeah. make decisions, not yeah. her. That's her problem. Well, you know
2: why I think that is? I was watching the interview, and among Democrats, when you con- consider who she's up against, when you think of the Jan Schakowskis of the world, she, among Democrats, she's a Cindy Crawford. Now, granted, in the real world, she's a five. But in Democrats, she's a Cindy Crawford, so she put on her Bruce Lee costume, and she walked out there like a supermodel to uh, really flex the muscles of demagoguery, which is what the Marxist mafia really wants to practice. Thank you very much, my friend. In the meantime, there's a good sheriff there. Understand the urgency, the temporary ban challenges, the foundations of our Constitution, but most importantly, it is unconstitutional. My oath was to protect the Constitution, and that is what I will do. The governor made it clear in her press conference. She knew we as law enforcement did not agree with the order, and as a result, this was solely her decision. My job is to keep the peace and to make sure that the citizens of Bernalillo County are safe, and I do not believe that this order will help me do so. This order will not do anything to curb gun violence other than punish law-abiding citizens from their constitutional right to self-defense. Criminals. Don't give a rip about the laws, and Democrats don't give a rip about having their rights taken away because what they understand there's a lot more money in it if you just go along to get along.
12: Hey guys, it's your girl Selena Max today with another video. In today's video, we're going to discuss how to get some free money, honey.
2: Now, vote Democrat, baby. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred.
4: I was just listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an
10: absolute disgrace. Thank you.
0: AM560. The answer.
2: I needed that after that welfare queen. Did you listen to any of these clips, girl? I mean, it's it's and believable, but it explains why Joe Biden could shoot somebody in the middle of Fifth Avenue and not lose a vote. It really explains it all.
12: Next, we are headed to Denver, Colorado, where they have covid relief funds and you can apply for a one time cash payment. So this is Impact Charitable. It will begin accepting applications tomorrow for the city and the county of Denver's basic cash assistance. Household Program. So this was an initiative that was approved by the Denver City Council, and this happened back in July. We kind of talked about it then, where it's a- $2,000,
2: well, $2,000. That's just just Denver. We got a lot of money.
12: But you must live in the city of Ann Arbor. You must be at least 18 years old or older, have an income at or below 225% of the federal poverty level. And then people who are currently eligible for any other type of public assistance, such as like TNF, SNAP, Section 8, Pell Grant, more than likely you would qualify for this one. Now, you do have to be an entrepreneur, owner of a formal or informal small business. You can be like an independent contractor. As long as you provide some type of paid service, okay? So like I said, if you sell Avon, if you sell paparazzi jewelry, if you are Uber driver, a Lyft driver, if you shovel snow, sell art, Performing arts, whatever that is, they do have more details on the website on how the program works and how the welfare rolls are parabolic.
2: There are more Americans on welfare right now than any time in history, percentage wise, median. And why wouldn't you be? You're talking some serious money. You can get another $2,000 on top of all those other benefits. All you got to do is vote Democrat. Uh, Brian and Gurney. <clears throat>
1: Hey Sean, good evening. Um, I like to talk about our First Amendment
11: rights and what is not being uh, um, split in uh, DC with uh, Owen Sawyer, who has to go to the judge and 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 Norm Pattis says uh, we don't want that sentence. One hundred twenty days in jail.
4: Uh, we'll give you we'll give you sixty days, and they should be satisfied with that. Come on, man! This this is, our republic is being destroyed right in front of our eyes, man.
2: Banana Republic, if you please. I prefer that. Dominic Glendale Heights. Yes, I got the perfect T-shirt to sell. Secession, the gateway to freedom. I like it. We'll take all into consideration, but it's hard to beat. I prefer my women without balls, which will be on the next Sean Thompson Show shirt. Bill in LaSalle County, how do you like your women? Hey, Sean. Balls or no balls? Yeah. Um, I'm in Aurora almost every day,
10: and for over a month, the incompetent Secretary of State, Alexi Giannulli, we haven't had an American flag on the flagpole at the DMV in Aurora for well over a month. There's really? a
4: faded Illinois state flag on the pole, and that's it. And that's well, he, kind of like it half-staffed. In his so defense, have you seen him,
2: did you see him at the Capitol today? In his defense, he looks ne- like he's been on vacation. So, once again, I you're going to have an Illinois state worker that really isn't at the job. I believe they're referred to in the once great city, now sewer, an example of Democrat control, ghost job. And, in Illinois, the more he's not there, the better off you are. That's why you should be careful what you wish for. Stop hiring Democrats. Maybe you'll stop living like a slave. I'll be back in 21 hours to kick another Democrat's teeth down their throats. I just haven't decided who yet, but I'm sure it'll be fun.